Hey everyone, today we answer some more common fitness questions that people have asked over the years uh, in the gym. Uh, if you like this kind of content, you can uh, subscribe to um, us on whatever podcasting format you're listening to this to. And if you want more info, you can go to our website, www.rpmfitness.ie. You can contact us there or you can hit us up on social media or Facebook or Instagram. Just uh, search for RPM Fitness and you'll find this. All right, guys. So without further ado, let's get into it. Part two of common fitness questions. All right. So let's get into it. So question number one, how much weight should I use when strength training or trying to build some muscle? Uh, right. This is kind of a very open-ended question. Um, generally, the I suppose the consensus around strength training is you should train in reps, you know, in a rep range of three to four, three to five reps. So that means a weight that is tough for three, four or five reps. And for hypertrophy, you should train anywhere between, uh, you know, six reps, eight reps, 10 reps, 12 reps, 20 reps, depending on the exercise of the movement or the effect you're trying to elicit. But realistically, uh, for most people, honestly, the simple solution is you want to do uh, three to five sets of three to five reps to get stronger. And then for hypertrophy building muscle, you want to do three to five sets of eight to 12 reps, depending on the muscle to build uh, muscle. That's very, that's really, really basic and, uh, you know, make it really simple. But at the end of the day, it is quite simple for most people and it just involves consistency is the main thing sticking at it. Um, why do you lift weights if you want to lose fat? Um, the most, the, the, the big reason and the biggest misconceptions people have is, and I use this in the previous example, is if you imagine steak is muscle and butter is fat. Uh, what people want is body recomposition. So they want to build the steak up a bit more. They want a bigger steak, so bigger muscle. And they want to lose the fat, so they want to get rid of the butter and basically so you can see more of the steak. And the best way to do that is literally to be in a calorie deficit, which helps you with fat loss. But body recomposition is where you build muscle and you lose fat. So realistically, unless you're morbidly obese, you might not want to lose much body weight. What you might actually want to happen is you want to build up muscle you have which is done through resistance training, the weightlifting, and lose off uh, and burn off fat, which will happen with the weightlifting and the calorie deficit. So when you build muscle, it does add, it increases your metabolism. So the training will increase your metabolism, which will help with fat loss if you keep your calories in control. And the increase in muscle mass itself will increase your metabolism, which will, again, help you burn more calories if you keep your calories in control. And that's why we have people uh, lift weights. Is what most people want is body recomposition, where they build muscle and lose fat. Uh, it's a lot. It's marketed towards people as toning up or leaning up or whatever, but that's what it is. So that's why you lift weights. Uh, are squats or lunges, etc., bad for my knees? Uh, this is a this is a very good question, and it um, years ago I would have said no bluntly. Uh, thankfully, I'm a bit more. Um, a bit more informed these days. They can be, right? So um, generally, no, squats are not bad for your knees and lunges are not bad for your knees if you have correct movement or you have good posture or you're strong. But if you're weak in certain areas, then certain forms of squats might be bad for your knees or they might cause extra pressure on your knees or lunges might cause pressure on your knees. It's been my experience that doing forward lunges uh, with people uh, do cause a lot of knee pain. Reverse lunges though, not so much. And similar walking lunges. Walking lunges don't cause the knee pain that forward lunges do. Or squats, for example. The back squats might cause some knee pain. Uh, goblet squats might not. Um, so certain movements can cause knee pain. Um, but like, or certain exercises can cause knee pain. But you can still do the movement. So there are ways of doing squats that aren't the squat that hurts your knees. Or there are ways of doing them. Like, for example, a uh, standard squat might hurt your knees just because the area is not strong enough or you're recovering from injury. So doing something like a box squat where you squat into a box 
will change the exercise enough where you're not getting pressure on your knees, but you're building up your legs the same as you would do with other squats. So you might be doing squats wrong or lunges wrong. That might be hurting your knees, but also you might have an injury or an impingement or something like that that stops you getting the benefit of a certain exercise. So I wouldn't demonize a movement that's causing you knee pain. I would just say maybe this way of doing it's causing you knee pain or maybe you can't do it and change it up. So long answer, no. Short answer, maybe. Um, but there's always ways of getting around different injuries. How many calories do I burn in a session? Man, this one comes up quite a bit. It depends on the person. If you are a humongous human being and you are lifting massive amounts of weight, you are going to burn a lot of calories in the gym. If you're only just starting off, and you're not lifting much weight, you're probably not gonna burn as much as that person. You shouldn't really factor in exercise calories into your diet because it's not as big an impact as you think. Um, you know, you're not gonna burn off a thousand calories in an hour or something like that unless you're really, really pushing it. And I mean pushing it to the point where you're probably never gonna train again or you need like weeks off to recover. Um, so I would say, look, you don't burn as much as you think. Exercise is to keep you young, improve your heart health, your lung health, your muscle tone, uh, improve your bone density, basically keeps you young. Uh, you should, with regards to calories, you should really focus on your diet for calories, all right? The, that's the main thing. Uh, what are the best exercises to improve my posture? Um, posture is a complex one. I have very bad posture. I have what's called anterior pelvic tilt, which some other people have, where basically my ribcage flares up, my butt sticks out, and, and I have really tight hips. And, and because of that, my posture is bad and I suffer from lower back pain. Now, if I strengthen my glutes, loosen up my hips, strengthen my psoas, which are my, in, my, in, in my stomach, strengthen my core, and be conscious of my posture, keep my chest down, that'll improve my posture by default. Some people have bad posture because they're, they're shoulders round, so maybe they're hunched over a desk or they're driving all the time or texting all the time. And for that, you might work on upper back movements and opening up the shoulder with shoulder rotations, uh, stretching the chest, stretching the lats, and doing a banded exercise like face pulls and rolls for your upper back. Uh, other simple things might be you have poor ankle mobility and because of that you're in bad position as well. So there are loads of ways to improve posture. Generally, first you identify why the person has bad posture or um, is there any weaknesses in areas or injuries and then you correct it from there. For most people it's generally weaknesses in the upper back, tightness in the hips and poor ankle mobility and weak glutes and once you kind of fix all those things their posture kind of falls into place and they stand straighter. Um, next one, how can I stick with exercise for good? Uh, man, that's a, oof, if you, if you had to answer that question, or if you had the pill for that, you'd probably be rich. Um, the best thing I can say to people with for that one is, as someone who owns a gym and does kind of get, some days get jaded by training, is be excited, have a goal. The best ways I've trained personally over the years is I have a goal. I have a reason to train, and that can be to get a certain lift a certain weight. It can be for lift a certain weight, which it was years ago when I wanted to squat 500 pounds. It could have been like this year when I wanted to lose body weight, which it was. Now it's to strengthen my lower back. I have reasons to train, you know, and having a goal is one of the primary reasons that'll keep you focused to go train because it'll motivate you. And then the days you don't want to train, which do happen because you're human, uh, that goal should help you. Also, Find something you love, like find the form of exercise you love. That can be going for a walk, a hike, a cycle, a run, kettlebells, dumbbells, back squats, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, CrossFit, whatever, football, soccer, it doesn't matter. There's a huge list of exercises you can do, but find the exercise you enjoy because that would make it easier for you to go, go exercise. If there is an exercise you hate, so for example, if your gym does uh, deadlifts every Wednesday and you hate deadlifts, 
that's probably going to deter you going to the gym on Wednesday. So the first thing, you know, that comes in that stops you going to the gym, you'll probably be like, oh, thank God I don't have to go. And you'll dodge the movement. But rather than do that, just maybe tell the coach, look, can I do a different movement other than deadlifts? Because I just don't like them. Or maybe it's squats or something like that. So find the exercise you enjoy and then stick at that. And that will really help you uh, find the exercise you enjoy and find a goal to keep you training. And that'll, that'll really keep you going. You know, the best, if you want to like run, sign up for a road race and that'll help you run. Now, uh, next one. What should I do to strengthen my core slash abs slash get a six pack? Ah, uh, this one, right? First off with the six pack, you gotta be, if you're a dude, you gotta be below 10% body fat. And if you're a girl, you gotta be below 16% um, body fat, realistically, unless you've got amazing genetics. Uh, so that's the six pack one. Do I say that is your diet? Now, how do you strengthen your core? Right, your core is basically the front of your stomach, the side of your stomach, your obliques, and the back, and your back, your spinal erectors and your lower back. So you gotta train the whole 360 of it. Um, the best way I, the best exercise I find for strengthening your core are dead bugs, planking, side planks, uh, farmer's walks, particularly one-handed or one-sided farmer's walks. They are excellent for building up the core. And uh, so as uh, so as stretches like hanging leg raise or so as work like hanging leg raises and um, uh, kicking a band, I can't remember the name of the exercise, but basically it's like cycling with your legs with a band around your feet. But they are generally great for strengthening your core. Um, Sit-ups, not so much, they're good, but they kind of, people tend to butch them and hurt their back. So I tend to recommend people do exercises that are very hard to do wrong and give you a lot of bang for your buck. So they're the best ones to strengthen your abs. And then how long should I rest between training days? Um, this is a common question. Uh, we, I, when I set up the gym, I originally set it up so that people would have time to train on the recommended days. So for most people who train three days a week, it's recommended you do, let's say Monday, take a break Tuesday, train Wednesday, take a break Thursday, train Friday. So you kind of take a 24 rest period. Now, depending on your program and your lifestyle, uh, you can do this loads of ways. So some people train Monday, Tuesday, Two days in a row, take a day off, then two days in a row, take the weekend off. It all depends on your lifestyle. Re the, the main thing when you're kind of training for overall health is you want to kind of give your muscles 24 hours, maybe even 48 hours if you give them a really hard session between recovery. So if Monday you really work your legs, then, and you go train Tuesday, then maybe work your upper body. So Wednesday you take a day off, so by the time you train your legs on Thursday, your legs are recovered, ready to go. Uh, similarly with the upper body, obviously. Then if you train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, what you might do is do full body workouts where you train your full body, but each day might have a particular focus. So the first day might have uh, more focus on the front of your legs and your back. The next day might have more focus on the back of your body and your chest. And the third day might have focus on the full body. So you're covering everything, but you're giving muscles enough of a rest that they can fully recover. Because if you don't give muscles enough time to recover, then you're basically not giving them a chance to grow, a chance to repair, and a chance you to get stronger and see results. So there you have it guys, uh, more common uh, fitness questions answered. If you have yourself have questions, again, you can follow us on social media and ask us there or head to our website, rpmfitness.ie. If you like this kind of stuff, then please subscribe or just let us know by giving us a five-star review or thumbs up on whatever platform you're listening us to. And uh, hope you have a good day and we'll talk to you again later. Cheers.